This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome to the Dave Leary Show. Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember that these opinions that are shared are those of the individuals and not of any agency, organization, or other entity, unless otherwise specified. Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. Okay, so tonight uh, I am, we're going to do a little bit of a... Um, zigzag from our normal stuff and we'll probably I'll, i'm gonna beg and borrow and steal to try to get darcy to publish this on a different day than wednesday yep sure um i think it's important i think it's important to know about and i what i really want to pick your brain about darcy is i want to pick your brain about wetsuwetten yeah wetsuwetten um i'm gonna keep saying it until i get it right like i <laughs> i promise um because as most people who pay attention to things I do, like I think it's pretty evident that I stand with what's written. Yep. Um, and I would like to hear from you about what you believe this is about. Right now, I, we all know that there's a pipeline involved. Yes. But that, to me, is basically just the point of detail that is up for discussion when there's a giant pie full yeah. of Indian act that needs to be fucking dealt with. That's my opinion. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it's the truth because the, the, this is getting muddied with the fact that there's a pipeline. Yeah. Because immediately everybody's pro or anti. Yeah. And what I think people need to understand is this isn't about being pro or anti-pipeline. Mm-hmm. In fact, the hereditary chiefs in Wet'suwet'en are not anti-pipeline. Mm-hmm. They proposed other routes, yeah. which means they're okay with the pipeline. They just didn't want it in the, that one particular place. And because I think it's a sacred place, right? Well, it is a sacred place, but in the in the grand territory of, of the clan system they have there, which I, I I'm not an expert on it whatsoever, but they have a number of territories. And where this pipeline is going is one of two that's left mm-hmm. that is untouched which means the water's clean, the animals are clean, the, the ground is is for them to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have gone in, and ten about 10 years ago, um, they had, one of the ladies there had heard, or had been told by somebody that if you don't use the land or occupy the land, then why, why are you, like you're not protecting the territory yeah. if you're not using it. Yeah. So they went in and they decided to start building like a healing center and mm-hmm. lodging and stuff like this and use the land. Yeah. And being one of their only two out of the five territories they have, being one of two that is still untouched, mm-hmm. it was very sacred. 
And so I think people muddy it with the, the pipeline. Mm-hmm. But the pipeline is the catalyst for this because in the end, it's about rights. Mm-hmm. And it is about rule of law. And it is about the fact that Canada is not following its own laws. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so a lot of people, I mean, it, and I just, I think it's really important to make that distinction away from it's not pro and anti-pipeline. Yeah. It's you're putting a pipeline where we told you we, the specific place we don't want it. Yeah. And now you're forcing us to accept it. At gunpoint. Yeah. And I, I liken this to like, if people own a home and somebody came along and said, okay, your backyard, we're putting a highway through. Mm-hmm. So that pool you have back there and the swing set, and, well, we're just going to demolish it. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, I don't want you to do that. Can't you move it 30 feet off my property? Mm-hmm. No, we're just going to do it. So yeah. suck it up. And so that's kind of the mentality, and then bring in guns and paramilitary mm-hmm. RCMP to, you know, to to enforce mm-hmm. you losing your backyard. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's what this is really about, and it. Except you can't do that when it's the city doing it, and you lose your backyard. Right. That nobody's sending in the RCMP because you don't have to, because we we in cities understand that we have absolutely no fucking control. Yeah. Because you know why? It's not our land. <laughs> exactly. So that's the thing that I think the thing that uh, people are forgetting and are not knowing about this, and it's very, very important, is that in 1997, the Supreme Court of Canada made a ruling, and I I can't pronounce the name of the ruling Mm -hmm. properly, um, but it's a 1997 ruling that says the hereditary chiefs, because the the Wet'suwet'en territory is unseated, Mm-hmm. It was never claimed by Canada. Mm-hmm. It was never given to Canada. It's not under treaty. It is sovereign land. Mm-hmm. That means it's not part of Canada. Mm-hmm. And that the hereditary chiefs have the authority over that land. Mm-hmm. So that's Canadian law recognizing that's not Canadian land. Mm-hmm. So the Canadian government has approved a pipeline on non-Canadian land. Mm-hmm. So I, I just imagine what it would be like if we decided... We're going to put a pipeline and it's going to go down into the States, go through Montana and come back up into BC. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to bother with getting the permission of the US government. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that would go well. Yeah, very much. <laughs> and and see, I, people don't understand that about that sovereign land. <clears throat> that's right. Right? Yeah. They don't understand, they, or maybe they don't. I shouldn't say they don't. I don't know yeah. what you understand and what you don't. But the reality is, like, it would take, it took me, it takes me some learning to understand. That what that actually means that that land is sovereign that means it's a separate fucking country basically yes it's not our country right that's so right. we're invading we, we are yeah and that's why when they talk about it when you talk to it with indigenous people who who are in support and solidarity of wet'suwet'en it is not because they're anti-pipeline mm-hmm. they're in support of their sovereignty and yeah. of their right to their land mm-hmm. and their rights their legal rights so mm-hmm. Canada violated the Supreme Court's ruling by, by forcing this mm-hmm. pipeline through. Um, and, and, so, and then putting the RCMP in there. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've put a military force into a foreign country. Yeah. Which again, I liken this, if, if we just shipped a whole bunch of soldiers, dropped them in the heart of LA and said, okay, this block, we're just going to do a bunch of work here and mm-hmm. do whatever we want here, probably wouldn't go well with the US government. <laughs> Well, you know? I mean, it's such a, that's such an absurd example, 
it but is. I appreciate the absurdity of it because it's hopefully allows us to like see what it looks like. Yeah, right? and I think that's so. You know, when you get into talking about all the blockades and and the solidarity stuff that's happening, that then opens up a whole other issue of I, for in my opinion, what is compassion? Mm-hmm. So to to understand indigenous, you have to go back a long ways mm-hmm. to understand how this country really formed. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of the thing that people don't really want to do mm-hmm. because they don't want to realize that this country was formed from a genocidal act mm-hmm. back in 1755 and has continued since. Mm-hmm. Acadia, which was a separate country and was recognized by both Britain and France as its own country, when they refused to join the British and French in fighting each other, the British just came in and ethnically cleansed the entire... Mm -hmm. So you either got shipped back as slaves to Britain and prisoners, or you just got murdered. Yeah. So it's it's considered one of the... It is considered the first act of genocide by the British crown on these lands. Mm -hmm. So that's the formation of Canada. Mm -hmm. And as they move forward, they just went, oh, this really works well. Yeah. We'll make a treaty where we don't intend to keep up any of our end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just lock them away on these reserves that we create that have nothing to do with anything that they want. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the worst pieces of land we could figure out. Well, it's um, certainly not going to be the best. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. But then over the years, they weren't allowed to farm because they, when they were allowed to farm, they did better than the farmers around them, so we can't have that. Then they couldn't raise cattle or horses or any livestock. Then it was illegal to do your ceremonies. It was illegal to speak your language off the Mm -hmm. reserve. It was illegal to even leave the reserve at one point without permission. You had to write to the government to ask permission to leave your reserve for any reason. How long ago was that? Uh, I think up until maybe the 30s or 40s. Okay. Maybe 50s. Okay, so not that long ago. Not long ago, like one person ago. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, usually people's grandparents yeah. were alive at that point. Yeah. So there's just constantly these things of like, you know, forcing indigenous people into these things. And then we get into the residential schools, yeah. the 60 scoop base. And these scoops continue today. There's the millennial scoop. Yeah. Um, when an indigenous woman goes to give birth, it, it sets off on a trigger in the healthcare system to call CPS. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does an indigenous woman get that? Yeah. Um, so there's just all these things, and I think all of that is culminating right now. Mm-hmm. So people are seeing this invasion of the Wet'suwet'en sovereign mm-hmm. territory yeah. and saying, basically, fuck that. We've yeah. had enough. And, and so do you think that's what's catching across the country? Like the, not just indigenous people, but non-indigenous as well, <clears> saying, <throat> no, no fucking way. I think so. Right? Because in this day and age, there's abs- I can't imagine anybody in their right mind sitting back and saying, you know what? I mean, don't get me wrong. This is not in connection to the racist statements that we're both hearing yeah, totally. and we're both reading all the time. Yeah. We know that's a reality. For sure. Right? Um, but of course, now I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, what were they talking about? Um, Jesus, no. I know, right? I, I started thinking about racist statements and I got... Yeah. But but that's the, the truth is, is that I think it is... It's a very complicated issue, and it's easier to say, oh, they're just anti-pipeline, yeah. or, or they're paid protesters. 
But do you so do you know when you when you say paid protesters? So I, yeah. I get that, right? And I yeah. we were talking about that the, last night. The paid protesters, like just so people understand, there's nothing wrong with that. We've been doing that. Companies have been doing this forever, where they pay people to protest. Like this, like it's part of like corporate espionage, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Where a foreign government or a foreign business would absolutely pay people to come in and try to subvert whatever they're trying to subvert, right? Yep. So sure, some of them are going to be paid protesters, but you know what? Protesters need jobs too, right? Like, and so well, and the thing is, is that there isn't a lot of evidence that a lot of in, there's a lot of indigenous getting paid. Mm-hmm. There may be a lot of white paid protesters or non-indigenous mm-hmm. paid protesters. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But the right? truth is, is I know a lot of the indigenous protesters that were in Calgary, and I can guarantee you, not one of them gets a check. Yeah. Uh, when Idle No More was happening, um, which it, it is still happening, but still when it was really on, yeah. in its heyday, nobody was getting paid. Yeah. Nobody was getting paid to play that game. Mm-hmm. And so this, I think, yeah, there might be some paid protesters. Yeah. I don't know who they are. I don't either, yeah. But then again, that gets translated to they're all paid. Yeah. And if they're all paid, I just want to put it out there that whoever's paying them, George Soros or Tides mm. or whoever, has a lot of checks to write. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that have not seen money. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of people that are protesting, <laughs> right, as we're talking somewhere. Absolutely. Across this country, right? Yeah. And uh, I mean, the reality is, I guess what I was getting at before, I was talking, thinking about how it's kind of caught fire across the country. Yes. Right. And the way it caught fire, I don't believe is about a fucking pipeline. The way it Not caught fire is because um, I saw a thing today uh, posted by a friend of mine where it said, and it was using the, you know, from 300, the scene from mm-hmm. 300 where that dude goes to Sparta and tells him he better surrender. And he kicks him into the pit. Yeah. 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 And it says, yeah, you'll just have to bow before us. And then there's the, the guy from Sparta who says, ask him the problem. And then, it's, but it's, it's crossed out and it says, uh, I think it was natives. Yeah. Say, yeah, this could be a problem. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I want to make, I wanted to make that my profile picture because I'm like, yeah, none of us are going to get on our knees for you fucks. Not again. We're not, I'm not going to sit back. Like, seriously, <clears throat> how can mm-hmm. we sit back and, and, and justify our sitting back and doing nothing if yeah. it turns into a massacre yet again by yeah. the RCMP yet again against indigenous people yet again? Well, that's just it. And I mean, you got to look at the history of a lot of this stuff. Like you, you can't take an, what's happening now and just be like, oh, 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 and get all upset about it. Well, you can. You, you can. Yeah, people do. <laughs> but the truth is, is if you want to understand why there's blockades and stuff, you got to look at the history. Yeah. So we go back to on the East Coast, you had fishing boats that were getting run over by fisheries to prevent mm-hmm. indigenous people from making a living by fishing. fishing. Yeah. Because... <laughs> That was for corporations to make a living. And how long ago was that out in the East Coast? 80s? Yeah, it's not that long. And they're still making apologies Mm -hmm. for the people they injured, the boats they destroyed, because they would literally, people in the boats fishing, they would just drive their big cutters through their their boats and basically leave them in the water and then rescue them and then charge them with crimes. So that's happened. And then you have things like Gustafson Lake where they actually used roadside bombs like you see in the middle east and blew up can like their own people like indigenous people and uh blew them up? the rcmp Jesus. the rcmp i believe shot somebody at gustafson lake mm-hmm. then the rcmp you go to the um 
what most people understand to be the Oka crisis, mm-hmm. which I've learned is the invasion of Ganesatage, and I think mm-hmm. I said that wrong, but it, you know, it's close. Yeah. But that was about they wanted to build a resort on a place where they were doing ceremonies for hundreds and thousands of years. Like mm-hmm. they had a lodge built, they, they, and they just wanted to put a resort on it. Yeah. And they said, no, this is our sacred land. And you had this flare up, and you had the RCMP standing by watching people throw rocks at children and, and women. Um, you did have, I think it was a soldier got shot and killed mm-hmm. by his own troops in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. That's been reported in the news, but they leave out the part where it's the own, it's the soldiers that killed the other soldier. Yeah, of course. They make it seem like the indigenous did. Yeah. So you have these moments like this. And then um, in the early or mid 2000s there, there was some protests for anti-fracking on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. And they brought in canines and the full thing and the snipers. And they were, people had red dots on them from the sniper rifles. Mm. Like they were prepared to shoot to kill. And so you, this, is, this is what happens when Indigenous stand up for their rights. Mm-hmm. So we've told them, here's your reserve. This little tiny concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And then we've, we've said, okay, but now we're going to put a pipeline through that. And if they say no, okay, well, we'll just bring in guns. And if you don't want to, you either get arrested or killed. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to do what we want with your with that what's left of that land. Yeah. So at what point do they have any rights? Like, um, <clears throat> we have our charter rights. But indigenous rights, and I used air quotes there, don't seem to work like those rights. Yeah. Um, like you take hunting and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of indigenous can't just go hunting anywhere in Canada. That actually, no indigenous can. How come? Even though they're supposed to, oh. because the government won't let them. So they recognize the right. Like if you're a, a Dene from the Northwest Territories, you can hunt in the Northwest Territories. You move to Quebec, you're gonna have a hard time hunting. Oh, okay. So you're gonna get arrested. Know. You're gonna get it confiscated. Now, in a long court, you may win that battle in yeah. 10, 15, 20 years going to the Supreme Court. Yeah. But that's also a hundred thousand dollars or more. And it's 20 years. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, you just can't hunt in Quebec. Well, and you get you know, poorer by the day. Right. Trying to pay for your And money. how many people can afford that and have the time and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So so it's, it's constant infringement. It's constant, uh, you know, um, invasion of rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lands that were treated were never treated properly. Mm-hmm. They were never held up to their end of the deal. But in this case, the Wet'suwet'en did not ever sign a treaty. Mm-hmm. They never accepted Canadian rule on their land. Mm-hmm. They never gave it to them. It's a foreign country. Yeah. Even though Canada likes to draw its map and say, no, it's ours. Yeah. But that's not how legally it works. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people talk about rule of law, but even again with the RCMP, all of the tactics that they're using out there are illegal. Mm-hmm. They're um, limiting the press. The They're limiting the press access. Yeah. That's illegal. That violates charter rights. There's no injunction in the planet that can violate your charter rights. Yeah. But they're doing it. But that's but that's because the RCMP <coughs> has always done that. Exactly. Right. They've always played. Yeah. Bigger than everybody else. More important. They do what they, they want. Do what they want. And they always have done what yeah. they want. Yeah. The they've point. they've arrested people that weren't even in the injunction area. Yeah. And removed them from land that was nothing to do with the injunction. Mm. That's illegal. So, but then we talk about rule of law. Yeah. 
And so I think that that's why every time one of the politicians says rule of law, I laugh out loud. I'm totally. Like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. And they've never, when it comes to indigenous, Canada has never followed its own laws. Never, dude. There was a Supreme Court of Canada decision probably four years ago, um, known as the, the Harry Daniels decision. It was for Métis people. And since that decision, Canadian government has done absolutely nothing mm-hmm. to change anything to live up to that Supreme Court of Canada ruling. Yeah. Um, when I look at uh, things like the shooting of Colton Bushy, mm-hmm. why wasn't the farmer charged with a host of gun laws violations? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to point a loaded gun at a human being mm-hmm. in this country. But he did. But he never got charged with that crime. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he was found innocent. It was... He never even got charged with it. The RCMP yeah. just didn't even lay any charges. Yeah. When you look into that case, the RCMP, even though it's only a couple hours from Regina, which is the training depot, mm-hmm. the RCMP let the body in the car all sit out in the rain getting soaked and washing away evidence and blood and all sorts of forensic evidence for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So it's just these little things. And I think Indigenous people are to the boiling point where they're saying, look, Rightfully we so. have rights. Yeah. And you violate them every single time that we that you come up against them, mm-hmm. and that is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I, I I understand that people want jobs and they want pipelines mm-hmm. and they want economy and they want open railways. Of course. How do you get the attention of a government of a country that doesn't seem to care? That does, literally acts as if they don't believe you're alive. Yeah. Like literally, as they they act as if you don't exist. Yes. Right? Like, and to the point where, um, you know, you, you we have to like accept the fact that people that we love are going to be hurt, right? That are being hurt yes. by this, and not. And I don't. I'm just talking. I'm not just talking about like. Obviously, there's people who are are being impacted negatively financially, right? For sure. And there's disruption, and yes. there's like. Um, frustration and there's chaos and there's all kinds of stuff happening um but the reality is is that this stuff needs to happen yes like this chaos needs to happen for because the only thing we pay attention to in the colonial world is profit so if we're only going to pay attention to profit which is what all this is about by not taking that that route that they agreed on it's because of profit yeah and and fair enough like i get it companies need their profit however does profit outweigh the humans involved exactly. in it, right? And I exactly. don't, and I don't think it does. Well, and in fact, I know it doesn't outweigh it. No, and the and the thing is, is that if they started respecting these rights, if they mm-hmm. started actually listening to Indigenous on mm-hmm. taking the alternate routes, mm-hmm. doing things to be more accommodating, understanding the history of things that have happened, yeah. this all could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. If they'd have just taken the alternate route. Yeah. So, but no, they're going to prove a point and they're not going to let an indigenous group push back. Yeah. And that's what I think the messaging here is, Mm -hmm. is if you push back, we're going to do it anyway, but we're going to do it with guns. Yeah. And I think what indigenous are now saying is, yeah, that's enough of that. Mm -hmm. If you're going to push back and just do whatever you want to us whenever you want, well, then we're going to start affecting your profits. Yeah. Because that's the thing is like every time in history, when you look at what the government's done, it's it's it has never ever been to a positive for an indigenous person. 
And there's all these stereotypes saying, oh, you get free money and no mm-hmm. taxes and all. But that is absolutely ab- absurdly not true. Mm-hmm. So and why do people still say that shit? Because it's, it's convenient. Because look at the media. Yeah. Because, so, and the technicality is, is if you live, work, and stay on the reserve, then you don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. But if you want to start a business on the reserve, you have to get the permission of the federal government. Mm. And the federal government has to then get all your financial information, has to has to have openness to your books mm-hmm. as a business. So, <clears throat> but how many people, like how much business is on a reserve that you can have, employ all your people and they can live there and work there for mm-hmm. and not pay taxes? Yeah. As soon as you step off the land, you pay taxes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, same thing with education. They, mm-hmm. no, they don't get a free education. Yeah. If your particular band has a decent amount of money in the bank, yeah, they may have some bursaries. Ah, uh, okay. So that's how or that scholarships works. Scholarships, yeah. bursaries, that kind of stuff. Okay. And you can apply for indigenous fo- focused scholarships yeah. and bursaries, but through like organizations like Inspire and stuff like that. So basically, but you have to apply the same way someone else would have to apply else. for a student loan. You're just not competing for... with all of the country. Yeah. You're competing with all the other indigenous in the country yeah. that want that same scholarship. Yeah, so that's okay. really what it boils down to. Okay. Um, so, but it's it's convenient. What and about easy. all the free trucks you guys get? <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for that one for my <laughs> wife. And then on top of that, you look at all of the ones that have been on like twenty to thirty year boil watery advisories. Mm. Like, come on, this stuff isn't complicated if you put yeah. any logic to it. Yeah, it was funny, hey, like the the water thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just I'm. No, no end to the laughter of when people are like, oh, but these, you know, we might not be able to treat our water. And I'm like, ah, that's yeah. terrible. Wouldn't it yeah. be terrible if we couldn't have like clean drinking water? God, that'd be so terrible. Absolutely. Right? And the answer is, yeah, it's fucking terrible. It is. But why is it less terrible when it's indigenous people who can't get water yeah. versus us? Versus like, and by us, I mean cities or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. Like, I don't. I just don't get it, I guess. I, well, I just I can't I can't understand why we're, there's still so much fucking resistance to helping people that we've almost fucking terminated. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't and understand that was the goal the was to terminate is. them. Like yeah. that has been Canada's goal for five, four hundred years, like long before it was that Canada yeah. even existed. So how but how are we still there is my question. Like because I think it's conven I've always said it's convenient for the government. Because this this spans all governments that Canada's ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's easier to just kick the ball down the field mm-hmm. than deal with the problem. Yeah. Because if I'm Justin Trudeau, I know I'm probably on my final term. Oh, that dude is special. Right. <laughs> so why should I put any effort in? Yeah. I'm going to make my situation the best I can for when I leave office. Yeah. Before him was Stephen Harper. And and the conservatives, one thing about them is they they simply are honest. They don't give a fuck about indigenous. Um, he was famous for when the people were asking for a murdered and missing women's inquiry, public inquiry that he just said, "Well, it's not on our radar. Mm-hmm. Like we don't care." Yeah. And and the the sad side of the other side of the coin is the liberals pretend to care, but they really don't. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's the saddest part, right? Is that they it actually is. went and made this big display about it. And then just turncoated, yeah. man. Well, and that's why this this transcends all political parties. Yeah, it transcends like ev- all the bullshit. This is 
Canada and the way it deals with. Mm-hmm. So to make the non-Indigenous Canadians hate that group mm-hmm. makes it easier for the government to make policies against that group. Of course, especially when, when the media is promoting it. And yeah. the, the I guess the status quo people, I'll call them, because I don't yeah. think that everybody who's involved or against what's going on is racist. I don't believe that. I believe that I there's think the economists, yeah. right? There's there's people who are against it for economy reasons, economic reasons, for other, all kinds of reasons we have mm-hmm. for doing the shit we do, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's still like it just doesn't seem to serve uh, like where we're trying to go. Yes. Right. Like as a country, as a country that says a lot of good things. Yes. Right. Says a lot of good things in the like in the world stage. Yeah. We have this leader who's a total special. But at the same time, he's not alone. No. Like he's not he didn't get there <clears throat> because nobody went to the polls. Yeah. He got there yeah. twice because people fucking voted for him. Mm-hmm. Right? And this last time they voted for him, I'm I gotta be honest with you, I kinda I'm almost giddy by the fact that he's turning <laughs> out to be such a special because what were we saying when he got reelected? We were saying, how does anybody elect this special mm-hmm. after the SNC Lavin? Sorry, yeah. what do they call it? SNC Lavin. Lavin. Yeah. After that, that report came out, and then the ethics report came out. Yes. And yet again, this special somehow still gets voted in. Yep. So to me, and I'm not even going to talk about Trump stuff because that's like out of that's, yeah, that's not in my radar anymore. Because yeah, yeah. frankly. We've got our own fucking problems. We do. We have a right? lot of problems. Yeah, we do. And there's no there's no time anymore, not today anyway, to start to have a discourse about Donald Trump. No. Because frankly, everybody knows who that dude is, right? Yeah. But we think that everybody knows who Trudeau is. But there he is in the office doing yeah. dick all, right? And yeah. I I guess that's what pisses me off most about the liberal stuff, right? The liberals mm-hmm. the, in Canada, the liberal party, is that... <laughs> They talk all this sweet shit. Yes. Right? Like all this sweet truth and reconciliation. Totally. Let's let's fucking do this, right? They talk yeah. about it so that idiot can get a headdress. Right? Yeah. And so that special can make a spectacle out of himself with that headdress on. And For sure. I get it. In that moment, we're all thinking, wow, that's beautiful. Yep. What a beautiful moment. For our leader to do this. Yeah, for sure. And then just have him basically take the headdress off, throw it in the closet, and be like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to really help you guys. Well, that's just it. Like, all of the promises that are made, you know, it hits the news and it's like, oh, we're going to set aside, we're going to budget $10.6 billion more for this. Mm-hmm. But what people don't understand is how that all happens. Yeah. When you start to actually look at the budget, it'll be, yeah, okay, they're budgeting $10 billion. But that doesn't start until 2025. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing right now. Yeah. And then when it does start, it's 10 billion over 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that's a billion a year. Yeah. And then what they also don't tell you is when you then you break that down, is 60 to 75% of that billion dollars a year mm-hmm. is going to go directly back into the government's pockets to run Indigenous affairs mm-hmm. for these new programs that they're increasing yeah. or improving. So what trickles down to indigenous works out to most times be a couple hundred bucks a a person for the, like a year per year. So when you like, they came out with this big thing, they were going to, when the truth and reconciliation happened, they Mm -hmm. were going to have 
funds available for people to get counseling. Mm -hmm. And there was an astronomical number, like, ah, it's like six billion, six and a half billion or something. Sounds big. But I actually did the math and I broke it down. And what it worked down to be was for the, I think I based it on 80,000 living survivors at the time Mm -hmm. of residential schools. So I broke it down by that. And it worked out that it was going to be, I think, about $300 to $400 -hmm. per year for three years for that person to get counseling. Now, you've been around counselors. Mm -hmm. I don't think $300 to $400 a year gets you a lot of counseling for being gang raped by priests for 12 years in a row and experimented on with rotten Mm -hmm. food and medicines and watching all, a bunch of your friends get thrown into mass graves. Yeah. What kind of counseling do you get for four, $300 a year for that? For three years, max yeah. three years. So that's like 1200 bucks a person total. And then you're, you're supposed to be happy with that. But they don't tell the public that. Mm-hmm. They just go six and a half billion dollars to everybody. So then it perpetuates this, all they want, all they want is more money. Yeah. No, they, they actually want to the government to like break when they destroyed their families Mm -hmm. well the government now has to find ways to bring those families back Mm -hmm. and i mean the problem is is you have multiple generations of residential school abuse multiple generations of 60 scoops and people don't understand what that does to indigenous so when you're taken and you're never allowed to understand what you're Mm -hmm. who you are well then you don't fit anywhere yeah um, for a lot of indigenous, they're they're a brown kid, you know, in the scoop system. They're they're this brown person that's facing racism. Yeah. But they don't even know why because they don't even know who they are, where they came from, mm-hmm. and the government won't give you that information because it's illegal for them to give it to you because they made the law. So so back to the Wet'suwet'en, like this mm-hmm. is where it gets really complicated because you have all of this coming to a head. You have the murdered missing women's inquiry with 128, um, it's not calls to actions, but they have 128 findings in there. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, lit in, that's being shelved. Yeah. You had the Truth and Reconciliation Commission with its 256 calls to action. Mm-hmm. Not one of them is being done by the federal government. Um, and if they are, it's half-hearted and basically not worth the paper it's printed on. Before that, you had the Royal Proclamation of Indigenous Peoples back in the 90s. Everything in that book was shelved. And yet a lot of it would have, if we'd have implemented that back in then, mm-hmm. a lot of the problems you see today would have, would not exist anymore. But the government's not about solving problems. Yeah. They're about creating government jobs and making sure that those departments stay working. Yeah, perpetuating those. Yeah. The purpose, yeah. So it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, I mean, you know, education on, on reserve is still funded at less than what it is off reserve per student why why are things like that not funded we know why right why why does there need to be a separate law called jordan's principle to say if you have an indigenous person that goes to a hospital they actually get the care they need before the hospital has to fight with the federal government to get payment for that Mm -hmm. so see these are the things that that just eat away at any of this trust and then you get this where they're invading mm-hmm. with this RCMP illegal operation. Yeah. And that people are, that's enough. We can't, I'm, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. 
we're not going to play this game. And I think, I, I, I hope that this is maybe the catalyst to actual change. Yeah. And I don't see too. I, I know that people have it in their hearts and their minds that, that Indigenous are the bad ones here. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, how much abuse can you take? Yeah. And how much does the government have to violate your life and yeah. your family before you just decide, you know what, that's enough? Well, and think about it. You think about it from the perspective of how fast things news changes now, right? Mm-hmm. But we think about how there's people in uproars about the UCP or whatever, and people complain and get mad and yes. and they scream and yell and they think they shouldn't be taken advantage of. So when you're out there thinking about that, why don't you think about it in terms of a group of people who has been taken advantage of mm-hmm. since there was governance here, like modern yep. governance, right? They've taken advantage of, quarantined, murdered, yep. Left to die, starved to death, for sure. Given illness, um, all the different things that that has been happening to our indigenous brothers and sisters from the beginning of colonialism here. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, you know what scares me the most? Well, I shouldn't say the most, but what scares me quite a bit is that all across the planet, governments have done the same thing to the indigenous absolutely. populations that were on their land. Yes. And I think what what sometimes we fail to see as a and i don't mean you and me i mean like the status quo culture fails to see is that eventually because there's only three percent of our population are indigenous now across the globe so eventually if we don't do something like something something dramatic i mean like and by that i mean do something as dramatic as completely eliminate the indian act right yes take it completely out and if you have to redo something to make sure that we don't like if you have if somebody has to write a document to make sure that we don't kill all of a certain kind of people well then please write the fucking document yeah right like write the document because there's a lot of people that say oh i care so much about people yeah right but not those people exactly right yeah and and i have to be honest with you man like i know you i'm always honest with you but on as we're recording and you and I have been talking like the level of racism that I'm engaging with now on a daily basis yes. is like um, exponentially higher than yeah. it has ever been. Yeah. Right. And it's not racism towards me. Like, obviously, like, yeah, you're not indigenous. I'm not so. indigenous. So people aren't racist towards me. But I have to tell you out there, um, I, I was pretty grateful to find out that I'd lost about 100 friends off of one of my social media outlets after speaking up finally yes and and actually letting people know not mm-hmm. not picking my my area because of that but letting people know that no like you're now now i want you to stop talking about this garbage in front of me yeah. especially when you can't like um use proper words right and when you can't leave your bigoted hatred out of it i mean yeah. I get it, man. But when you when people call the indigenous protesters, the non-indigenous protesters, all the protesters, whoever they're talking to, and they say they're a bunch of whiny this or that, it's like you don't understand. No, you've you never been denied anything, yes. right? You've never. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've all been <laughs> denied shit in our lives, but you've never been denied the things you have a right to. Yes. Right. 
And so that's one of the things I have trouble with because I've never been denied it either. Yeah. Right? Not once. Not yeah. once has anyone ever said to me, no, I'm sorry, you don't qualify. Yeah. Right? Unless it was a bank loan, then yeah, I never qualified. But, but you didn't qualify not because you were a certain ethnicity. Yeah. That's the difference because you you will get discriminated when you fill out a job application because yeah. you have a certain type of name. Um, and this has been proven. If you have a Hispanic name, yep. you're going to get discriminated against. Yeah. You know, if you have, uh, you know, an African name, mm-hmm. you're going to get discriminated against. Yeah. And so that's the thing that the, that I always find is that people say, "Well, I've had it. I haven't had it easy." Yes. Nobody has it. Easy, Nobody gets unless it you're easy. born into billionaire families. But even they have issues, man. <clears throat> they have issues, but I'm yeah. Yeah. But the truth is, is it's not about whether you struggled through life. Yeah. It's did you struggle because of your ethnicity? Mm-hmm. because here in Canada, I can guarantee you there is a lot of people that do, and I'm not saying indigenous are the only ones that no, face of racism. Not. of course not. But they are the only ones that have laws written to eliminate them. Yeah. There's no, you know, um, African act mm-hmm. that we use against African immigrants mm-hmm. or people of African descent. And do you know why? Because that would be wrong. But and and then a, a little point of history that I always love to point out too is um, Hitler, mm-hmm. the concentration camps, the gas chambers, all that kind of stuff. He got inspiration from and thought the way that North America dealt with the indigenous was that was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's do that to, yeah. you know, the Russians, the Jews, the yep. the Romani. You know, I'm those. not surprised by that. Yeah, but he he liked. The, the concentration camps came from the reserve system. Oh, really, eh? Because they're concentration camps. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so, like, it's all this stuff that feeds into this. Mm-hmm. And then the government continues to willfully perpetuate yeah. racism. Because, I, I, like I said, if the government didn't want people to be racist, mm-hmm. that's an easy fix. Yeah, it's pretty they, easy fix. You need to just start standing, all the politicians need to start standing up and saying, you know, they do pay taxes. They do yeah. this. They do countering the messages that you see mm-hmm. but they don't and we do They're need happy some like to not. yeah and we need some like really switched on important people to start talking about how the system in Canada and the US resembles apartheid like we yeah, we need it is smarter people than me to talk about it to outline it yeah. um I, I i'm saying this because a gentleman i know who was raised in south africa was talking about it in the sense of apartheid. He was raised during apartheid. Yes. And he said, this system here is apartheid. Like yeah. you, you, your fucking government has basically taken apartheid and just taken some words out, right? Well, who did apartheid? Wasn't it the British government? Yeah. Who came to Canada? British government. Who went to India? British dude, government. Dude, who went stop. to Australia? British government. This is a systematic way for them yeah. to go to a country, eliminate the resistance, mm-hmm. and have a new country. Yeah. Like they and they they I mean they did it to the Irish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, things like that. Like it's this is colonization. Mm-hmm. And we like to think here in Canada we're friendlier than that, but we're not. We're just we're just not. We're just quiet. And and I don't mean People, there are yeah. lots of friendly people. There's lots Super of great people. friendly. Yeah. But I mean, government policy. Yeah. I mean, what other ethnicity in Canada has to carry a plastic card in their wallet mm-hmm. that says this is your ethnicity? Yeah. Well, they did in apartheid. 
certain groups yeah, had to carry cards to prove yeah. that they were, I think it was the Tutsi or something like that. I, I can't, can't remember. remember, but yeah. So, but nobody sees that as the, as a racist thing. Like my wife has to have a card to prove she's indigenous. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have a card to prove your, your date? Like your, your, whatever ethnicity you are? No. <laughs> like, it's not even on any of my shit except for Caucasian. But that's not yeah. really my ethnicity. That's just my color. Right. Right. Like, or is and, that an ethnicity? Is Caucasian no, ethnicity? No, it's a color. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the other thing that I think is important that I kind of want to touch on is, is the understanding that like when we talk about like Scottish culture and Irish and all these different cultures mm-hmm. around the world, those cultures are different than other cultures, right? Every culture is different and they have their certain things that make mm-hmm. that culture religion, mm-hmm. belief systems, uh, rights and wrongs, mm-hmm. laws, whatever, right? But when you come to indigenous and, and it applies, and I, I'm going to pan indigenize here, but this applies to every indigenous group that I've ever come in contact with or read about or understand. Their culture is based on the land that they're standing on. Mm-hmm. So to separate that land from them is to destroy their culture. Yeah. And it's, it's not that, um, you know, and I, I want to make it clear, like there was skirmishes, there was fighting in between indigenous people well, long before colonization. Tribal wars, yeah. Absolutely. There was conflicts, there was killings, there was, you know. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is the one thing that connected them is the land. Mm-hmm. This was the land. And so all of their belief systems, their culture, their ceremonies, their, mm-hmm. their language is based on the land. And so what this is you're saying when you look at Wet'suwet'en is your culture is irrelevant and we don't care. We're going to rip out all the trees. We're going to dig up the earth and we're going to destroy this pristine area Mm -hmm. that you use for your culture. That you value so much. So now that you've done that and you leave this strip through all of their forests because you can't grow trees on a pipeline... Mm -hmm. Well, how is that sacred to them now? Mm-hmm. You've, you've just sliced through their, their culture. So I liken that to saying, okay, well, if you're a Christian, how about we just cut your churches in half mm-hmm. and dig up half your graves and call it good? Mm-hmm. Would you feel good about that? They no, that not. would not make you feel good as a Christian. They would not feel good. That would be very disrespectful. Yeah. But that's what this is. Yeah. And, I, and I think people a lot of people don't understand that connection and how important it is but that is how everything in, in a lot of their culture is based mm-hmm. it's on the land because that's that's where they lived yeah that is the important part and so i think like that's why this is not even a pro, pro pipeline mm-hmm. issue because it's like they could have rerouted it and all this would have not happened yeah yep. but this is uh the ripping up sacred places where people are living in untouched places untouched by industry mm-hmm because that's their culture. Yeah. And now you've said your culture is irrelevant, like we've told you for the last 500 years here. And the, see, that's the point, right? Is that it's been 500 years of irrelevancy of the yes. government proving over and over and over again that you're irrelevant, that we don't see you, we don't know <clears throat> you're there. We're going to yeah. pay lip service to a bunch of shit along the way, but nothing's really going to change, right? Yes. So, and nothing's really changed. Nothing Except, has. I mean, really, if you think about it, um, Nothing's changed because the RCMP no. are still invading yeah. the land, right? And so, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. We do, yes. I don't. I, thank you for your time, man. I really yeah, appreciate no worries. It. 
Yeah, I think I think that's it, man. Do you have anything else you want to say? I just I, I just would hope that people show some compassion. Yeah. And try to understand that this is not about pipelines. Mm-hmm. This is about more than that. Yeah. And it it's been a long time building. Yeah. And if if this continues to get dealt with the same way, it's going to get worse. Yeah. And and the next thing that happens will be even worse. Yeah. Um, because it just you, you can only yeah. take so much. And and I think that's the key, right? Is that all of us can only take so much. That's right. And the fact that, and and, and I, I I can absolutely, I'm not trying to compare how much the indigenous population has taken in comparison to anyone else. It's, there's no comparison, yeah. right? But none of us want to be told that we have to comply, that we mm-hmm. need to kneel down. We don't have that kind of system here, right? Yeah. But that system has been enforced on the indigenous population. Yeah. since we've been here, right? yeah. since we've colonized it. Absolutely. So I, I'm going to reiterate what you said. Like, If we could just try to have compassion, yes. if we could just try to remember that, yeah, for all the stuff that's going wrong because of these blockades or however yeah. you want to look at it, all the stuff that's going wrong or not going your way or not going our way, however you want to look at it, I can appreciate that. Yes. Because I too like things to go my way. Sure. I too like things to be um, a certain way when I can have them. Yeah. But the, re- the difference is, is that once we realize we can't have them, it's okay to say, yeah, we can't have that, yeah. right? So for now, we're just going to have to support our brothers and sisters yes. and try to be compassionate thinking about your backyard, as Darcy said, Yeah. right? Try thinking about it from a different perspective. Like how many people would just simply give up their home if China decided to invade Canada and they said, yeah, we're taking your country. Do you think that we're not going to fight? Yeah. Obviously, we're going to fight. Right. So we have to be able to try to step into the shoes of those humans and what they're defending. Absolutely. Because really, all they're defending is your house. Yeah. They're defending your house. They're defending my house. They're just de- they're defending it, teaching us. This is where I, I, I had this in my head last night. As you and I were out taking pictures, I thought, this is such a great opportunity for the quote-unquote colonizers to mm-hmm. shut their mouths, take a step back, and actually listen. Yes. Listen, because there's a lesson here for us, yep. for all of us, right, about protecting the land, about being... I, it doesn't mean we can't do stuff on the land, yeah. but we just do the best we can with protecting it. For right? sure, yeah. And we don't need to sully every square inch of land to get every drop of oil from it or any drop of energy or whatever it is we're trying to do. Like we yeah. don't need to keep doing that at the rate we are. Well, and not Unless, at the expense of people. Like it's, yeah. you know, you said that earlier and it's at the expense of people. Yeah. And that's what it always comes back to, right? Is that, yeah. and, and and I just hope that we can all remember that. This isn't I about people. So. This isn't about like profits. That's fine. You want to worry about profits. I get it. We all want our jobs. We all need to work. We all need to like make a living. I get that. I really yeah. do. And I think that's why it's been so tricky for me is because I get it. I, I work with people who don't have jobs. I work with people mm-hmm. of all colors and, and races and for religions. Sure. And I don't give a shit where they come from yeah. because most of the time we just need help. Yeah. Right. And so <clears throat> to think that to, to be able to justify in our minds that we should just ram trains through and, and 
drive trucks through and yeah. th this kind of talk is like it's not just alienating you from from actual human beings when you talk like when a person talks like that yeah. right you're not just alienating yourself from the indigenous people you're insulting yeah. right and trying to abuse basically what you're doing is you're alienating yourself from everybody around you yeah. right because as much as I might, we might think that everybody around us thinks the same way as we do, yeah. we're going to be reminded when we open our mouth and start talking sh racist garbage, you're going to yeah. find out real quick. Yeah. Not everybody around you thinks that way. Absolutely. And thank God for that. Yeah. Right? Thank yeah. God that we don't all think about driving a train through a blockade of humans. Who are trying to get the government to finally start to actually respect their rights. Yeah. Their rights as people from this land, mm -hmm. but their rights as human beings. Yeah. Just as humans, right? Yeah, like Yeah. And 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 so this is this is a, a civil rights issue. Mm -hmm. And you can be on the side of insulting and yep. wanting them to all die. Yep. But 100 years from now, I don't believe you're going to be on the right side of history. Oh. You will not be on the right side of We don't history. look back on, on Martin Luther King and what he did and go, oh, those rednecks, though, down in the South who wanted them dead, yeah. they were, those guys were right. Yeah. Boy, those guys said some good things. Yeah, so I can't remember who posted that. I saw that today that somebody yeah. mentioned the connection. Yeah. That if this is what, what, what you wish to do, if you could have been there, you got to do that now. Exactly. Now is the time. Exactly. Right? And I, I really do believe that this is going to be a bigger thing than people yes. understand. And right? forget about, like, I really would encourage people to ignore the media. Yeah. The mainstream media wants you to click on their articles. That's mm -hmm. all they want. If you want to really understand this, go down to one of the blockades mm -hmm. and ask who here would be willing to talk to me about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And ask an indigenous person. Mm -hmm. And they will... I guarantee you they will know exactly why they're there mm -hmm. and what the purpose is. And what they're hoping to get. Yes. Yeah. And there is going to be anti-pipeline protesters for there sure for sure. Will. Yeah. But the truth is, is that is not what this is about. And yeah. there, yes, there was many First Nations that signed on to this pipeline. Just like there always is. Yeah. First Nations have been, have been working with the oil mm -hmm. industry for a long time. Well, of course they have. So there's, and there's both pro and anti-Indigenous mm -hmm oil industry people yeah that's called being human having differences opinions like you were just saying yeah and so i just i would encourage people to drop the rhetoric mm -hmm. forget about the media and if there's one in calgary go down and just listen to what they're saying mm -hmm. watch what they're doing mm -hmm. and see and and then if you want go up and ask like yeah. why is this important to yeah you? um listen to some indigenous podcasts to yeah. get a better understanding of it yeah, check out Native Calgarian, right? Yeah, a little plug for my wife's Yeah, one. But her last episode, they had a couple of, she had a couple of people with that she knows from Idle No More, and it really does a good job of explaining things. Mm -hmm. So please, I, I guess my, my plea to people would be get educated, show compassion when doing it, and, and try to understand that this is more than just pro or anti-pipeline. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, that's a good time to stop. I think because sure. you, I can't say it better than you just did. <laughs> and I was messaging. So, 
Well, thanks for having me on, Dave, and thanks for talking about this. Darcy, uh, you know, I thank you, man. I appreciate you giving me the time to educate me on it. And I no, I really do. I mean yeah. it. And to help spread the word about it. Um, I know there's somewhere you can donate to. Yes, um, I think it's unisdoton.com or something like that. Will um, you be able to attach it to this? I can put some links on for okay. sure. Also, we're going to attach links to... Um, Invasion. It's a short documentary. I think it's going to turn into a longer documentary, but we'll attach that link to this episode as well. Um, As well as what I also wanted to attach was in case anyone out there is interested in watching um, the, oh God, the the name of the video, we'll we'll put it on the the link, but it's about the boarding schools in the state. So I also want to attach that video. It's the one that we watch for Mending Broken Hearts. Yes. Yeah. So we'll attach that as well if we can. Because what what I want to do is exactly what Darcy said. I'm trying to give, I want to give some information. Yeah. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. Look, you got to, you got to think what you got to think. What I want to do is just share with some information with you that might help you make a a better decision or a decision as we're talking about in terms of being compassionate and being a fucking human. Right. And realizing that we are all humans, man. Yeah. Right. And then it's not okay to treat people like they're not people. Yes. Doesn't matter where the fuck they are. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We'll end with that. All right. <laughs> Doesn't matter where the fuck they are. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode. Thank you for your time. And please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedoms Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, and podcasts.